0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Smart Play podcast. Joining me today, I have got Nigel Thomas, who is the CEO of Alpha Inbound, a Facebook and TikTok ads agency that helps DTC brands scale their
1: business. Hey, Nigel, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Pleasure to be here today and hopefully we can get some insights out there for the audience. It's a happy Friday, like I was saying here in Austin. 40 degrees trying not to melt but yeah no life's all right and i'm happy to be having this conversation with you today joe no amazing i'm really excited to get talking to you today
0: mainly because i've been following you for a little while now on linkedin and and you put out some really great advice but not just in terms of linkedin growth and stuff like that i really love the sort of mix of content that you put out And how you've used LinkedIn to build your business and build your personal brand alongside each other. So I'd love to talk to you about some of that and get a few of your thoughts and insights on personal branding and inbound marketing in general. But before we dive into that, let's just take it back a little bit. And if you could tell everybody a bit about yourself and your business, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. So 26 years old, I was working in the corporate world as a quantity surveyor. So those of you who don't know what that is, basically someone who counts bricks and tells the clients how much money they've lost on their construction projects. So as you can imagine, they're a happy bunch of people. In reality, everyone hates their life. And I was quite glad to get out of there, but my idea was, was that I was gonna go out to get chartered as a surveyor, go out to the Middle East, get a tax-free salary, buy a property portfolio, come back to the UK and sail off into the sunset. But when I found, I just hated my life, if I'm being honest. And there was just, I knew there was something else. And that's when I just started doing research. And at the time, Facebook ads has taken off and e-commerce is a big thing in kind of 2017. So I started my own agency, got a few clients doing that. And then one thing led to another, I had some great experiences there. I had made some massive mistakes as well. And then I went on and helped someone else build their agency that was in the real estate space, helping realtors in the United States get more leads through Facebook ads. And then after that one finished, I basically moved on and joined Alpha Inbound. There's two partners in this business. It's Josh, who's the founder and I'm the CEO. I came on and Josh was running it as a freelancer. So I came here to build a business, to scale up a one-man operation. And that's what we've done coming up on two years now. We've got a team of 10 people. And I started building it through what I knew then, which was outbound sales and cold email. Didn't have any personal brand, didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And then halfway through, actually it was... I think it was an episode of the Diary of a CEO podcast or reading something from Stephen Bartlett that shifted my mindset, which was he was talking about this experience where he walked into a boardroom and he was pitching 10 investors and one of their business opportunities. And seven out of the 10 people, bearing in mind he had a big personal brand at the time, I had sure. to have a photo with him before the meeting started. And it was at that point I realized he wasn't pitching to investors that day. He was pitching to his fans and the amount of leverage and opportunity having a personal brand gives you. And that was the start of 2022. And I realized I had to get started. So that's when I started writing every single day on LinkedIn and posting. And it's been a hell of a ride. And now all of our marketing and the way we grow the business here at Alpha Railing not only for clients, but also for recruiting and everything else is all through windbound on the content side. So it's massively helped. And that's a bit of a backstory. But I was never one of these people who started out early doors of a personal brand. I started building my personal brand at, what, like 30 years old. I just knew how to do sales. And that was helpful. Because obviously once I had the personal brand attached onto that, obviously I could make the, the most of that demand where I feel like a lot of creators go the other way around. They create a personal brand. They don't know how to monetize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, and the fact that you, you've come in backwards, I think it definitely gives you like a, a real advantage there Um, in, in terms of adding that inbound marketing methodology onto you know, a salesman. And I think typically in my experience, at least like, most people with a sales background, they, they don't shift over to a marketing mindset. It takes a lot for, for salespeople to see, see the value in marketing. So it's really cool that you've picked up on that and then merged the two together, which I think is always going to be the ultimate play anyway. I, I love the, the story there about Steven. And I also love the big takeaway that you mentioned, which is that there is power in personal brand. And I think there is power in personal brand for everybody at every level. Even myself, I've only got, you know, a small following and I've only been doing it for some time, but it's already opened the door to a lot of opportunities. I would love to know what, you know, for you have been the real wins of building your personal brand so far.
1: Yeah, our best clients, obviously, have come through that. Our best recruits has probably even bigger, because obviously in business, it's all about the talent you hire. For example, our operations manager, he could have gone to work at a Fortune 500 company, but through reading my content, and I think this is where it's important to share that it's not just about sharing how you get results for your clients. It's also important to share your personality because people relate to that. If I think back to all the content that I read from all the creators, The ones, the posts that stand out are the stories. And I share a lot of deep stories, the good, also the bad, right? Yeah. And people connect with that. So when we went to hire this person, he messaged me saying that he'd been reading my content for six months and that he was bought into everything that I did. And he wanted, even though he could have gone word to a bigger company, got more money. He wanted to be a part of the mission. And that's really important. I think that was on the biggest wins. And then outside of that, just meeting the other creators that are here on the platform. And then also just something that I never expected is that I get messages off people now telling me how I've really helped them. And they're going through a really rough time. And me speaking about certain subjects has really helped then move forward in their life. And I never, ever thought about that when I started, but that gives me responsibility and pressure, which I like, to put out even better content and share my story and document it. There's quite a few benefits wrapped into there. But like I said, the clients, recruiting, also meeting with the creators, and then mainly, like I said, the community.
0: Yeah, that community aspect is really powerful and the that idea of people reaching out to you because you have shared something personal that resonates with them that's something that I haven't thought about much to be honest like I I quite often get a message from somebody who will thank me for a piece of advice or something like that and that is very nice I, I really appreciate that but I suppose when you're sharing more personal content the fact that you can help people relate to you and, and show that you've pushed through a problem that somebody might be facing that really goes a bit deeper I would love to know when you're creating your content and when you're building out a plan for your content and stuff like that, do you have a process for including some of that more personal content?
1: Yeah, just usually as it happens. Obviously, you've got to get it down. I think you always hear about what's the process, what's the framework? And I think it's important to say this. I've I've written now over 500 posts for linkedin or whatever and i've written one every single day for the last 18 months and when you do that you almost you can just open up a document and just type out a post when bigger creators speak about writing which i think a lot of people don't talk about it's harder for them to relate back to someone who's just started because they put the reps in putting in the reps is really important, but let's just say you've got an idea and something's happened, then yeah, make a note of it. And then I think just, especially on the personal side of it, I wouldn't worry, sure, all the best practices still apply in terms of the hook, the headline, whatever else. But actually, when you look at some of the personal stories, they might not get as much reach But they're the depth ones that people are going to remember. Like I said, when you think back to everyone's content, you remember the stories. So I guess the way I put it to people out there who are thinking, oh, they share a personal story, it doesn't get as much reach. And then they feel like an imposter. So why did I share that? At the end of the day, do you want to win now with like viral AI content, which anyone can produce and people will share it around? And you'll get loads of reach. Or do you want to win and win one person's deep trust and play the long term game? And then in five years, you'll win massive because everyone remembers you and everyone remembers your personal story of you sharing your personal experiences. I wouldn't be too worried about the format. It's just about being real and being truthful because most people aren't honest.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's very easy to get sidetracked uh, on any platform and think, oh, people are posting this, it's getting loads of reach or people are posting this and and everybody's jumping on it and engaging with it. Uh, And before you know it, you're looking at different pieces of content that everybody's putting out and that you think, oh, maybe I should be jumping on that bandwagon. But actually, in fact, if you just stick to the stuff that you know and that you feel comfortable with and that you are Writing for your audience in the long term, that's going to build a much stronger audience, right?
1: Yeah. And by the way, you can still win. You'll actually win bigger. You just got to wait for it. If, you, if no one knows the marshmallow experiment, basically, because this is actually, I know we might be sidetracking here, but this is so important. But this is the most important thing in content. So this. when I started on LinkedIn, Because I knew this stuff. I've read a lot into human psychology. So the marshmallow experiment is basically where if people don't know it, they took a group of kids and they gave them the option to have a marshmallow now or they can wait for it. Now, the people, the kids who took it literally straight away and they then mapped them throughout their, I think it was like 15, 20 years, like throughout their whole life. So they didn't wait. They didn't delay. It would delay gratification. They did a lot worse in how much they earn in their relationships, in their happiness, in their fitness. Compared to the people who waited for that marshmallow, the kids who waited, that prepared to wait and short term like pain for long-term gain, they had a much more successful life in all areas. And it's the same in content. So when I started writing content, I said to myself, I'm going to post every single day for a whole year and I'm going to expect nothing in return. Now, if everyone went in with that mindset, they would all be successful. Like I can literally assure you of that. Because if when you're posting, you're going to figure it out. Because you're going to want to learn to get better. So you're going to figure it out. And if you expect nothing, then whatever comes will be a bonus. Because it takes time to build trust with people. Because at the start, no one cares about you. And to earn that trust, you've got to be brutally consistent. Like I said, a bit of a sidetrack. But that was the most important thing that enabled me to have success. And I feel like if more creators adopted that and they understood that let's not do this for a few months, let's do this for the next decade, because guess what? The last mile is the least crowded. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, And a a super strong piece of advice. And, And I think even having been on the platform for seven, eight months myself now, I have seen... A lot of creators who, they come out the gates and they're producing carousels every day and they go in 10 to the dozen or, or on content and, and they are going super hard on all of the trends. And half of the guys that were doing that when I first started, they've already disappeared. I haven't seen their content in months. I, haven't, I, I don't know what they're doing. Hopefully they're off living life somewhere, but, but they've just disappeared. And I think oh, it doesn't take long until people start dropping out when they're expecting instant returns.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: No, really strong point. And I'm glad you touched on that. Like you say, you've been producing content for 18 months now. What would you say some of your biggest
1: learnings over that, that period of time have been? I think one of the reasons that most people don't get started posting is because they're afraid that when they put whatever out there, People are gonna judge them for. And it's let's be honest, it's not gonna be very good. I look back to some of my posts. They were absolutely, I don't know if I can swear in this podcast, but they were shit. They were so bad, the first posts that I did. And but the thing is, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am today. The thing that I realized is that at the start, no one's gonna see what you put out because guess what? It's not gonna be good. So it's not going to get any reach. So no one's going to see it. So it doesn't matter. But and if by some miracle that everyone does see it, that means it's good. So it's literally, you can't lose. It's a win situation. And I think the other thing, and this is probably one of the other really big lessons, and I'll have to credit Navar Ravikant for this. If you don't know him, he's got a book and he puts out some great work and podcasts and stuff, but it's all about leverage. When why? it's not about, and leverage is basically, for those who don't know what it is, essentially how much output you get for the input of your time. Everyone says, "Ah, oh, I work harder than you. There's a guy out in, I don't know, India or China right now, breaking his back, work, working 18 hours a day. You ain't working harder than that guy. Yeah. No chance. But the thing is, you can work smarter because of leverage. I'll give you an example. Person A writes one LinkedIn post, 10 people read it. Person B writes one LinkedIn post, 10 million people read it. The same input of time would take the same input of time to write that post. Exponentially different output. That's leverage. And you've got to understand that and you've got to understand compounding. Like Einstein said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, but most people think it's only for money. It's for everything. So if you write every single day in two years' time, you'll be amazing. And all of the trust with your audience, they'll see a post once, they'll see it again, they'll see it a third time. 18 months later, that is, you've compounded that trust so much that suddenly you start seeing loads of people engaging and word of mouth is happening, whatever else. It's all because of compounding. But that is also now giving you more leverage. I can write posts now on LinkedIn, for example, and get the attention when I'm owning my clients, also investors. Like I said people that we can recruit. Obviously, other creators that are doing great things and whatever else. I could, in reality, I probably wouldn't do that, but I could go and promote another product and I could get them a load of eyeballs because I've got leverage now. So that gives me power in the marketplace. It takes time to build, but it's well worth it because it compounds, like I said, but it's all about leverage. And that's how you win in life. The the guys at the top, they're not working harder than you. They might be, <laughs> but in the reality, reality is that they're working smarter because they have a lot more leverage than you. Yeah, no, I
0: love that. And you can, as you've highlighted there, you can start to build that leverage just by putting in the time and sticking at it consistently, right? Just by showing up every day and, uh, and putting, in the, making the smart moves.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I do just want to point out that it's not just, if you just opened up a Word doc every single day or Google doc every single day, no one uses Word anymore. <laughs> every single day for two years, you, you would get better at writing, but that's not enough. You also have to do research, connect with other people, get feedback. But if you stick at it and you're ambitious, you'll figure that out as you go along. There is more to it than just literally doing the writing. You actually have to study, be willing to put the work in, but it's so worth it because the thing is, if you're going to build a business, you're going to have to make sales. You're going to have to recruit people. At some point, if you want to grow faster, you're going to have to find capital to grow, like someone to invest in your company so you can grow faster. You're going to have to use the best technology, you know, you can do like more work for less cost. So you have more profit, right? So think about all those four things. And there's loads of other things. But all those four things can be solved by a personal brand. You can either do all of those four things, or you can put in all the work up front. And then long-term, the personal brand's going to solve all of those things for you. It's hard either way, but you can choose hard up front or hard later. your choice (laughs) yeah of course and and and
0: i guess the other thing that that came to mind then is like when you're talking about recruitment and and, and raising investment and stuff like that is like it can seem like a waste of time especially like with some of the ceos and the founders that i've worked with past like it can seem like a waste of time when you're just getting started and you're not getting any views and stuff like that but if you stick at it and if you keep working away and building up that compound interest as you call it uh, eventually that effort and that time, it, it, it becomes worth way more in, in, like, saved costs and in potential growth, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, like I said, the, the last mile is the least crowded. You can almost look at it as a mountain. you have got a load of people climbing up a mountain, and at the start, you're probably not going to be able to see the peak, and you're not going to be able to see yourself making much progress. And there's going to be loads of people at base camp. But when you get to the top, if you get to the top of Everest on that last climb, there ain't going to be many people there. But guess what? When you get to the top, the view is fucking amazing.
0: (laughs) What a great analogy. I really love that. And I I think that's a a, a real strong point. I I think I'm going to start wrapping things up there. But before we do, is there anything in particular, or any last tips that you'd like to share with the audience for say, first-time creators or, or, or small business owners that are thinking about building their personal brand?
1: Yeah, the best time to start was probably five years ago, but the second best time is now. No, amazing. One other thing. Two, it, it's not easy, right? And if one, something that's really helped me, and I wish I would have done that earlier, is make a group and reach out to people or form your own group with other creators that are either one step ahead of you. If you want to reach out to someone when you're getting started with 100,000 followers and expect them to be speaking to you all the time, it's just not going to happen. It's just, let me just be honest with you. But you could easily speak to someone who has two to 3,000 followers and then give them feedback, help them build a friendship. Do that with five people then build a little mastermind group, and then all grow together. And then you'll all be at 50,000 followers. Like I've literally done this. I'm 30,000 at the time recording whatever. And there's people I've been with since we were like three, 5,000 followers. And you all hold each other accountable. You all share best practices. You can comment on each other's posts, whatever. But that really helps you in the short term, make it more enjoyable. And at the end of the day, if you can, the way to win long-term is to make games in the short-term. Every single day, it's fun and you're competing with each other and that's how you win. Yeah. I really recommend building a little group out and then having some fun with it.
0: Yeah. That is a really strong piece of advice and and I love that. And I think that... I did the same thing unintentionally when I was first building up my own profile. And, you know, when I very first got started and that, as you said, like the idea of reaching out to other creators and trying to get their attention, it can feel quite daunting, but if you reach out to creators that have got a similar level of following or experience to you, those are the guys that are going to be more open to chatting and more open to to networking and and those groups and that networking That opens a lot of doors down the line. Thank you so much for coming on, Nigel. Is there anything you've got going on personally that you'd like to share with the
1: audience? Just the LinkedIn content, really. I post nearly every day. And Nigel Thomas, Alpha of check me out on LinkedIn, connect with me. Let's have a conversation. And yeah, obviously, (laughs) we work in the e-commerce space. And we're doing a load of cool things there. But obviously on the personal brand side, take that pretty seriously. And like I said, if anyone has a question for me following this podcast, drop me a line and I'll do my best to help you out. Amazing. Thank you.